0: Podcasting, the final audio frontier. These are the legends of Brown Squadron. Our computer is picking up a strange signal. Here, so you better take a look at it. The ongoing mission? To explore the Star Wars universe and other nerd culture topics. To seek new content. And new cantinas, bars, and lounges To boldly annoy Scruffy by making too many bad jokes Welcome to the Hyperspace Heroes Podcast
1: and The Dial of Destiny uh, should be hitting theaters here uh, June 30th. Thought?
2: Another indie movie?
1: <laughs>
2: yes, another indie movie. Um, I, I Well, we know Brandon uh, Winerdy is definitely... He was at the premiere. They uh, had that red carpet event the other night. And I think it might have been yesterday. And he uh, he was there. Uh, had good things to say about it. But he's also uh, quite the indie stand. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see. We know how Crystal Skull turned out, so. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up Crystal Skull.
1: Know, it wasn't that terrible.
2: I don't know. I've actually never watched it from beginning to end. That bad, huh? I don't know. I just, it just didn't, I don't know. Aliens and in Indiana Jones, I, I don't know. Kate uh, Blanchett what? with a uh, uh, Governor Price haircut and,
1: Okay. Know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that, that part was terrible. But, but I the, mean, all in all, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I didn't think it was great, mind you. Um, it uh, certainly does not uh, come anywhere near comparing to the original three, but... Uh, but anyway, um, all right, so midnight showing on the 29th, you and DB are going to be there, correct? <laughs> we'll see. Midnight showing on the 29th, <laughs> you and DB are going to be there, correct? We got a big recording that night, you know. So, Oh. Oh. That's right. Yeah, we do. But anyway, let's Friday, get into the show. Friday, midnight showing. <laughs> all right, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk
2: about that later. All, all right, right let's, get, let's get in the show. Welcome oh. to Hyperspace Heroes. This is Brown Leader signing in. Who else do we have tonight?
1: got Brown 2 signing in. All right. And, and Brown... Brown 4 is uh, unable to join us as Astromech had a bad motivator. So, literally. The... Yes. <laughs> so...
2: Um, and tonight we have a special guest with us. Uh, we have uh, Mr... Paul uh, from Trooper Transmissions uh, coming aboard with us tonight. Welcome, Paul.
3: Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I uh, don't have a brown call sign, but I'll roll with it. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yet.
2: Not yet. It's coming. So, uh, so Paul. Yeah, Paul runs a, a YouTube channel called The Trooper Transmissions. Correct. Yes. And you've been doing some uh, very interesting content lately, and we wanted to get to in, get into that. Uh, you're doing a kind of a whole fitness series for Star Wars fans basically or for anybody that wants to get in shape. Um what was your what what's the what do you call this series and what was your inspiration for it?
3: Yeah, man. The inspirations are endless, but I'm calling it Train Like a Trooper. So the way that it's working is I'm just trying to really gamify the process of working up through the ranks of the Grand Army of the Republic. And so i just finished 30 days of body weight cadet training so it's 10 to 21 minutes all body weight maybe a little bit more entry-level movements and then the last 10 of that series is hey commander cody needs you for a mission let's see if you can do these squats to get ready to go to Utapau and help obi-wan kenobi you know defeat grievous and so it makes this kind of fun thematic element where oh if clone troopers were working out you know to be fit for the Republic, what would they do? And so that's kind of the inspiration there. And so that is the second series that I just finished releasing. The first one I released on May the 4th was trained like a 501st trooper. So I kind of did the intermediate first just to kind of honestly see if anyone even liked it. I honestly made it because I thought it would be fun. I'm down in my basement gym working out with a clone trooper helmet on, pretending like I'm <laughs> you know, in the outer rim dodging clankas and... I was like, if no one watches this, at least I had a good time and got a good sweat in. And people enjoyed it. And they're like, Can you do a body weight one? And I always envision doing a beginner intermediate advanced. So right now I'm filming the Arc Trooper series. So just heavier weights, longer workouts, couple different additional pieces of equipment included. And from there, I really want to then get into a Jedi series and just go beginner intermediate advanced, but make it Padawan Knight Master. The same thing for Mandalorian. And so I'm super excited for where this will be in a year because everyone has had such positive things to say and every day I get comments and messages from people saying, hey, you know, I am three weeks postpartum or I'm just coming off an injury and I didn't think I'd be able to get back into it and I haven't been motivated, but all of a sudden I'm wanting to work out for the Republic and just thank you so much for giving me hope, right? And rebellions are built on hope and if anything, you know, (laughs) this youtube channel hopefully is just a new hope for people to include some fitness and positivity into the fandom
2: that's awesome yeah i'm looking forward to
1: checking out the videos um i used to be in good shape uh 32 years ago (laughs) right Um, yeah uh and even back then i hated working out um yeah, I was in good shape. I could bench press about 275. I could jog for miles, 100 sit-ups without hardly breaking a sweat. But nowadays, it's a 20-ounce curl. I do one sit-up in the morning getting out of bed, you know. <laughs> the, essentials. The, the essentials. Yeah, the, the bare essentials, yes. Bare
2: bear necessities, right. Um, so, So... Paul, you're a little bit younger than us, I think. So um, is it fair to guess that you kind of came into Star Wars during the uh, prequel era?
3: Yeah, I think that was when I remember seeing all of the movies in theaters, because I was born in 91. But so okay. my first memory was Return of the Jedi at my aunt's house at probably 6 or 7. They would play it to distract me while my mom got a haircut. It's my aunt with do right. hair. And so... That was the first memory I have. And then I remember being at the IMAX in Seattle, seeing the Phantom Menace. I don't remember where I was for the theaters necessarily for the other ones, but that was, yeah, for me, my Star Wars. But I still would say that, you know, I grew up on probably both because we had the the gold. Do you remember the gold VHS? Yes. Yeah. So we had the gold VHS at Mm -hmm. my house where I grew up and that's what we'd watch. And then the DVDs started to file in, and then we'd, we'd watch it on that as well. But I would say I'm obviously on the younger end, and definitely not like the or the original trilogy era, but kind of a mix of both.
2: That's cool. That's awesome. cool. So, what was the, um, the, the? Well, I mean, we asked you about the inspiration for this, but why did you choose like the? Is that kind of basically why you chose the clone era? you know, for the motif of your, your workout videos.
3: Yeah. So about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I was listening to a podcast and it ended and I was just kind of bummed. I wanted to have a conversation. I wanted to talk about it more. I wanted to create content. And basically I just decided, all right, I'll just make my own. And what would I do? And I grew up playing sports and I know the troopers and clone troopers are very military based, but the idea of having, you know uniforms and different colors, and there's personalities on the team, and you're all rooting for each other. That kind of really was something I identified with, and so then I just took my profession, which as a fitness professional, nutrition coach, I was like, how could I infuse something I enjoy and Star Wars and make this cocktail of fun, basically, and make it almost like a community-driven fitness as opposed to optimal. And I I, I love optimal and I love science-based, but I think sometimes the that's not the best way to do it approach. Sometimes right. gets people to tune out as opposed to like, go do something, have fun, and then optimize as you want to optimize and mm-hmm. level up as you want to level up. So I actually deleted the videos, but one of the first videos I made on the YouTube channel, because I was embarrassed I deleted them, was a five day train like a trooper challenge. And it was you know me with kettlebells, 10 minute videos, horribly produced and it was up there maybe at 10 views and then i just was like all right this is stupid i, I should stop what am i doing i'm working out in a clone right. trooper helmet on i can't breathe i can't see like i'm an idiot <laughs> and so I'm, I put it away for like a year and then right coming up i think it would have been you know as andor was winding down i was like man i'm spending so much time watching and consuming stuff And I just like wanted to create. So I started doing a bunch of lore videos, just like little minute, like what does Wikipedia say? What does StarWars.com say about this character? I'd add a little fun twist and that started to pick up a little traction like TikTok. And I was like, okay. And eventually it just got to a point where I was like, I'm spending more time on my Star Wars YouTube channel and TikTok than I am just about anything else. I might as well just commit to it and do it. And so April 4th, I wrote out 30 days of workouts and in 10 days filmed everything. And like I said, it was, there's no, no one was asking for it. No one was saying, Hey, you know, do this, but I just thought it would be fun. And it was honestly just something that for me seemed like the perfect mishmash. And there's actually a cool book. I've got it down, um, next to me called the alter ego effect. Have either of you heard of it? Yes. Uh, by I Todd. have not read it, but I've, I've heard it's of like it. It's like Todd Herman or Todd, I think it's Herman. And it's mm-hmm. basically this idea of like Clark Kent can't beat, you know, the villains, but Superman can. Or Peter Parker can't defeat the Green Goblin, but Spider-Man can. And so there's times when I'm working and I'm like, man, I really don't want to work. And I'm like, well, what would Captain Rex do? And it's like mm-hmm. freaking pull <laughs> everyone together by their bootstraps. So I'd like throw on my helmet that I have and then I'd be like, all right. Now we're in Captain Rex mode, I would take it off and like get back to work. And so it was just like I said, when there's so many inspirations, I really mean so many things kinda just bled into this thing that now lives on the internet and people are like, Hoorah like for the Republic. It's every comment (laughs) is hilarious. That's great. So, are, are you
2: finding that people are really actually doing the workouts that are there? You know, they're partaking in. I've watched a few of the videos. I have not jumped in on the routines. Um, and you said the first phase is all body weight, right?
3: Yeah. So, there's a oh. the train like a cadet, there's train like a 501st, there'll be train like an arc trooper. Um, and yeah, I would say a lot of people are doing them. And it's really all over the country because I have a Facebook group that I opened up for it. And every day, it's someone like I got a message today from someone in Scotland and I've gotten messages from people in Portugal and Barcelona and uh, Brazil and it's not a million people doing it but right a lot of people the consensus is wow thank you so much this is so fun I wasn't motivated now I am and you know it'll it'll continue to grow and snowball hopefully but if this isn't any indication, May 9th, I had 1,200 followers on Instagram and I'm almost at 40,000 today.
2: Holy smokes, oh, oh, wow. wow, that's awesome. So, congratulations. whether that's it's great. this oh, like no, it's awesome. kind
3: of funky, like, oh, what is this? I'll follow this guy or it's like, oh wait, this looks like something I'd be into. I'm fine to just continue. Honestly, like I, like, I come back to, I'm doing this because it's just fun for me Mm-hmm. And other people are like, "Oh, this is fun." I'm like, "Oh, cool." I'm going this way. Do you want to go? And people are like, "Yeah, let's do it for the Republic."
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a huge uptick for <laughs> followers. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very cool.
2: And yeah, and it, you know, you got to find that niche. You got to find that right, you know, perspective and the angle. And you know, your first videos. I, I, we just we just passed our two year mark of doing these episodes, and I went back and listened to the first couple, and I was like. I don't even know if I should have those on the air anymore, you know, because <laughs> it's like, uh, cringe, definitely cringe. And, uh, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You got to get that. You got to get that base level. And I, I run another podcast. I don't do as often anymore, but yeah, I had, I had done that one for like a year. Didn't like any of it scrapped at all, reinvented it to a new format. And then I got some stride going for a while. And, uh, yeah, that's, sometimes that's what it takes.
3: Yeah. And I like having, I wish I hadn't deleted them. And I try and keep stuff up, even if it's bad. I, I used to have a podcast and it's just cool to be able to show. Cause you know, a year from now, people might be like, Oh, overnight success. And I can be like, actually I have two YouTube channels with 2000 videos and 800 subscribers total. And you <laughs> right. can go on my personal Instagram page and see 2000 posts and nowhere near the traction. And it's just like you, the old, the, um, there's the, the captain Rex quote from the clone wars movie. I think where he's like experience, outranks, everything. And I always kind of translate to like the time under the bar reps in, you Mm -hmm. know, the podcast studio over everything. There's no perfect plan. There's just consistent execution. And that starts by being really bad at something at the beginning. You might have an aptitude to, I don't know, because your career is, is music related or podcast related, you can start a little bit quicker. But... Everyone sucks at everything when they first start. (laughs) Yep, and that's the that's the cool part, because then people can be like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to be good right away. I can, you know, be bad, and I'm supposed to be bad." And we remove the expectation of I'm supposed to be perfect. And this is this ties a lot into fitness as well. And I try and comment on every single video in the YouTube channel because everyone is always scared to start like oh I mm-hmm. don't have the equipment or oh I'll start when school is over or, oh I'll do mm-hmm. this when I have you know a free 30 days and I'm just like remove the need for perfection and all of a sudden mm-hmm. things become so much easier
2: oh yeah absolutely and, and and it's okay to fail it's okay to start something get your feet into it and then all of a sudden you stop and you f- you flubbed and then people don't want to re- feel a bit embarrassed and they don't want to restart it and Um, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I'm, I go through phases where I'm in the gym five, six days a week. And then right now, because of spring, we took a recent trip, things are, uh, backed up at the house. I've all these projects. So I haven't been going to the gym as much. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to do your body weight ones to, you know, supplement since I can't get to the gym the five days a week, like I was going and, you know, and it's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stay on my eating plan. I'm going to uh, continue that. And then I'm just going to find some alternate workouts until I can get back into my normal routine at the gym. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's okay to, it's okay to start over. Uh, like you said, I think optimal scares people at times if you're just, you know, trying to go optimal right away. Cause I see that world, you know, cause I study and I, I watch and, and I see the, I, I see the gym rats. I see the, you know, I watch some of that stuff and, and I, I see what they're doing. And You know, can I commit to that? No, I got a life outside. I'm not a, you know, I'm not in that world all the time, but I learn from it. And, you know, if I, I, we've all done it. Uh, I'm sure Scruffy has at times where you've started to, you know, whatever plan it is and you go to the gym for a while and you're good for six months and then you fall off the wagon and it happens. Six weeks. (laughs) Six weeks, right. But, and it's okay. And I think people just feel like if they've fallen off, they can't start again
3: yeah and and there's
2: nothing nothing wrong with that whatsoever
3: and that's what i love about star wars and honestly another inspiration is all of the lessons and quotes especially from the original trilogy i probably reference qui-gon jinn and yoda with either clients or myself every day of the week because at one point i'm either saying your focus determines your reality for someone who's not being positive i say there's always a bigger fish whenever someone complains that they're not as strong or as lean as someone else and then i tell people to unlearn what they have mm-hmm. learned and mm-hmm. i think the most powerful one is when luke's trying to pull the x-wing out of the swamp in dagobah and he's like
1: do or do or do not there is no try. exactly
3: and then he says yes. i don't believe it and yoda's like that's why you fail and so i'm just like wow if that isn't the most applicable thing to life and then fitness is like one of those pillars then You know are you really is that really your favorite quote because i'm like in my mind if that quote is your favorite and something that you live by then you know commit to something a hundred percent or unlearn what you need to unlearn and stop believing a story that you've believed for you know 10 years and whatever that can Mm be and again i use that hero's journey example because you might lose the 30 pounds and you complete the hero's journey and then a new villain comes and you got to go through the journey again there is no end point there is no final destination it's just this mm-hmm. constant loop of that call to adventure someone says hey do you want to do the trooper challenge or hey do you want to go to alderaan and you're like eh, i don't know i kind of want to just stay here and be a moisture farmer and you're like no <laughs> like, go be the most powerful jedi in the world or you know whatever that version is for you and so right. that's, that's just kind of how I look at it, where I'm just like, hey, like everyone has the ability to be a hero, and if that means me wearing helmets and costumes to have you convinced that you're fighting Clankas or, you know, the Sith or Jedi or whatever <laughs> in order to do it, sweet, let's let's roll.
2: Right, right, and I think we're getting to a, I think we're getting to a point in society where this kind of stuff is. Uh, more acceptable too. I mean cuz you know your generation has grown up we grew up in the shadow of the boomers so everything was you got to be a man's man and and you know you don't you don't you stop playing with toys at at you know 9 or 10 or whatever and oh, it's yeah. off to work and you know you know what I'm talking about scruff right yeah, you know yes, I do. you know how the boomers
1: I sit with a uh, display of toys behind me. right
2: yeah. But you know th- that's how the boomers raised us, and when we were in our nineteen twenties, we kind of stepped away from Star Wars a little while because we had life. We had to, uh, we were you know busy with our starting our families and all that kind of stuff. And but I think society today it's so much more accepting for uh, to to carry that that stuff with you into adulthood and and get immersed in sort of and I yeah, so I think it's kind of the right time for what you're doing with the whole trooper, you know, motif. I, I think it's great. Yeah. And, um, you know, to uh, touch back on a point you made, I, I was in that boat last year where I lost 30 my wife and I got on, she got onto a really good plan. I was helping her. Um, she was doing macro for the diet and I was helping her so that, uh, I'm honestly, I'm the better cook. So I was helping her with the meals prepping and everything. So I started picking up on it. I lost like 30, She had a surgery in early November where she was at home for three weeks recovering. I stopped going to the gym. It was the holiday season. I ate my first piece of holiday, whatever sweetness. And I put 20 back on by the end of the year, you know? And so after the first of the year, we're both like, well, we got to, you know, she was feeling good enough to start going back to the gym. And I'm like, well, I got no excuse. And I could have sat there and gone, well, what's the point? You know, I'm just going to put it back on again. But I was like, no. I shrugged it off, and the the weight pl- or the weight training plan I had done that whole that whole previous year, I changed it up. I, I started introducing different things into it. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to worry about where I was progress wise. I'm just going to reassess where I'm at now, and I'm going to start over. And it's not a big deal.
3: Yeah, you know, Luke, uh, to me, Luke blew up the Death Star, and guess what right. came back two movies later? <laughs> Another
1: <Right>. Death Star. <laughs> Another
3: Death Star. Right? Like we all have our Death Stars, and we get <laughs> yeah. so caught up in like, oh, but I I. I don't want to defeat it again it's like there will always be another death star they're going mm-hmm. to come up with another version of it and the force awakens and mm-hmm. so there's there's no shortage of you know sith you know if we're going to use like the the light and the dark side or whatever yeah paradigm it's like there's no shortage of challenges there's just getting back off the mat when you fall down right and uh yeah i love uh, i don't know i get super pumped up talking about this so if I need to slow down or call No, you're fine. No, you're absolutely No. No, like I said, keep going. It's it's
1: awesome. Now, um, do you have a meal plan that's out there that you that you posted as well?
3: Yeah, so what I do is um, I made a, a video where I was like, "Hey, here's the protein smoothies I have in the morning." I call them the Way the Force Be With You protein smoothies. And then That's awesome. using different vegetables oh, or different awesome. berries. It would be the galactic green or the blastum blueberry. And so that's something on the channel that you can watch me make one, and then download the recipe book for that. Uh, you mentioned macros, typically all, that's kind of one of the first places I'll start with clients. And so what I have on the uh, free Facebook group is, hey, if you wanna lose weight, here's where I would start from a macro standpoint. If you wanna gain weight, add muscle, there's a lot of you know 22 year old guys who are kind of in that phase, here's the approach. And then there's a couple different recipe books that I have that I've shared with that Facebook group that people can, you know, download and go off of that. Um, I try and call myself diet agnostic, which basically just means I don't wholly live the the keto or the whole 30 or whatever lifestyle. It's there's a lot of good in a lot of all of them, and they all overlap and help you find a calorie deficit if its weight loss. And it's the end of the day. It's, you know, eat things that had eyes or came from the earth at some point and you'll be Mm -hmm. pretty good. And then just moderate the portions.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, that's definitely one thing, the macro, uh, helping my wife with the macro plan she was on was, and we had somebody, you know, we had, we have somebody that puts together her meal plan and then learning just really, you know, here I am in my late forties and I'm relearning how to do portions, Yeah. you know, and what the proper portions are. And it, it, I don't live without a scale now, you know, in, in terms of we, in doing all our meal prep and, yeah. um, uh, it's. I it was amazing how my perspective changed on portions once we started following that plan
3: definitely and that always brings me back I think it's Unkar Plutt from the Force Awakens when Rey's mm-hmm. getting her portions so someone in the in the Facebook group was doing 75 hard but he wanted to like kind of make it his Star Wars version so he made a poster that people could print off he did it in Arabesh and um, regular I guess English and one of the things he had on there he's like do two trooper transmission workouts and he's like portion out your meals like ray and Uncar Plut. I, <laughs> I was like wow that's really creative and you know if we can take anything good from that one character it's that he is really big on portioning out the the food that he was giving
1: out so on the uh, on the facebook page and that's where the your kind of like the meal plans are and stuff
3: yeah that's where i'll do a lot of okay. q a and just community time and then what i've also done is i made you know just one kind of call to action i was like hey if anyone wants to be coached by me i'm creating a fit nerd academy which is basically just me being the obi-wan to their luke skywalker in whatever journey they want to go for a lot of military guys wanting to you know level up for their pfts a lot of dads who are just like i want to be able to have lightsaber battles with my grandchildren and so that's where i'm just taking my expertise and what i do full-time to basically say, hey, here's the system, let's just gamify it a little bit. After, you know, after they go through the first 12 weeks, I send them a little trooper badge as kind of a, oh, you know, a, cool. a physical way to say, hey, you know, you've you've ranked up in the academy. And so the way I like think about it is all the stuff I'll create for YouTube is basically just the free experience. And then if someone's like, hey, I wanna be coached and go through this and really like take this serious, then there's like a paid version of that and I don't know if you can see this and created... Oh, yeah. Yes. This is a podcast, so no one's gonna be able to see it, but it's just basically again thinking of like how to, how would someone who plays video games think about it? And it's like, oh well they're you know, they're collecting gear, they're leveling up. And meanwhile they're getting a ton of value out of just the process.
1: Well, definitely gonna be checking out some of the videos. I do I, I do recognize that I gotta start motivating myself again. Um, I'm one of those okay I'm all in this for about two to three weeks and then uh, something comes up and I lose focus and my biggest problem is my biggest problem is focus. Um, I'll like get distracted very easily yeah Or as I've been told I have the attention span of a Cocker spaniel puppy <laughs> same. <laughs> I've... So um,
3: the, yeah. the ADHD in me is, is is resonating with that big time and oh yeah i think the i get the like how do i get motivated question sometimes and it it sounds backwards but i like um using the whole like fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering i wish this wasn't the way but humans are wired to move away from pain and fear and so use like for anyone listening if you're like oh i'm just not motivated it's like what's the like Thing that you fear or like a pain that you have and like allow that to kind of be more real and like visualize what would happen if that continued to happen because fear leads to anger and you ever see like a 16 year old boy get dumped by his girlfriend like that guy's in the gym because <laughs> he's angry and true enough <laughs> and like yeah you know, i wish that wasn't the case oh, i true. wish he went to the gym before she broke up with him <coughs> right. sometimes you do got to use that like a little bit of dark side motivation Mm -hmm. but then it does need to transfer over into like a light side inspiration kind of like okay now I'm doing this because I enjoy doing it as opposed to being consumed by the dark side and you know that's where you can look at Revenge of the Sith when Palpatine says you know when you have power all you're afraid of is losing your power and I think that's also a really scary place to get to from a fitness standpoint where you're so hyper fixated on your looks or your bench press and you're just like, oh, I have to be perfect, otherwise I'm going to lose that power. Well, man, if that isn't the dark side, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Go ahead, Scruff.
1: Yeah, the meal plans I'm especially interested in uh, uh, became diabetic a couple years ago, so I'm beginning to see the need to control some of this problem. dark start to lose that weight i'm more interested in just becoming more lean i don't need the muscle mass Uh, i'm i'm 52 years old i don't need to impress anybody anymore my
3: so my (laughs) i I didn't work exclusively with my dad but he was like hey what can i do and i was just like weigh yourself every day and walk and he lost 30 pounds doing that because he was keeping tabs and it was Mm -hmm. front of mind that's like what am i focusing on okay and then he would just walk and that's the biggest thing that people lost during of quarantine and probably have gotten stuck in is they're just, they're seated. They are, you know, driving to work and then they sit at home and they watch The Mandalorian and you just got to get up and I would aim for like 8,000 steps a day and if all you do is 8,000 steps and just get in like that habit, you will see incredible progress because that's the fastest way, not the fastest way, but it's the biggest opportunity to burn calories and there's no recovery needed from that because if you go and run you're then elevating your heart rate you're spiking your cortisol we're getting into a little bit of science now but now you've got to recover from that so you've got to relax back down your quads your ankles all your joints and tendons now need to recover and so so many people are like oh i need to lose weight i need to go and do a bunch of cardio i'm like ah, uh just go walk it's got all the upside you can listen i'm literally right now listening to Thrawn ascendancy <laughs> while i go mm-hmm. for my walks and I'm like, sweet, I'm getting story time while I just get some sunlight in and it's very relaxing. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's the big thing that again kinda of coming back to that perfection is people are like, I need to work out two times a day, run a mile or run, you know, six miles and lift. And it's like, no, just start with eight thousand steps a day and yep. then add on to that. Mm-hmm. And then add some trooper workouts onto that. Yeah, there you Let's go. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, there, absolutely. There's where I lose my biggest, my biggest focus is. Uh, my wife, wife taught my wife taught me something a long time ago that 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 saying, inch by inch it's a cinch, yard by yard it becomes hard. And I, I've always looked at the bigger picture and not broke it down into these smaller pictures. There's so a. I look at.
3: Oh, I, I a, know we're on a Star Wars podcast, but there's a really cool app. Uh, I think it's called like Walk to Mordor. Have you guys heard of this? Mm-mm. So it is an app that basically tracks your steps and it inches you along the journey that Frodo and Sam went to on their path to Mordor. And so I think the free version is you can only walk a mile a day and I'm, p- I'm pretty sure they went hundreds of miles. I don't know how far right, they went yeah. exactly, but if you I'm do sure. if you do like the the 299 a month or whatever, or maybe it's for a year, then you can walk as many miles as you want. And so they have, I've seen different posts of people being like, made it to Weathertop today,
4: just got to,
3: <laughs> you know, uh, Rivendell. And, you know, that's a fun way to just walk. And so whether it's like, okay, I love this book. If I go and listen to this book, I'll walk, or I love coffee. So I will just go and walk to my coffee 10 blocks down the road. Just kind of make it where it's like, oh, this is an enjoyable thing. I might as well walk while I do it.
2: Yeah. Oh,
3: absolutely. And,
2: you know, we, the wife and I, we used to do a lot of 5Ks. And and as we're aging, our our knees are starting to wear out, especially she's got some knee issues, so we're not running as much. And, yeah, I give myself incentive for walking and especially. uh, But I don't. I I came off that hole, like you were saying, I was always so cardio, 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 cardio. And then I started to transition to more weightlifting um, and then supplementing with cardio here and there. But, um, uh, if I was going to do cardio, I would always give myself, whether it was a book on tape or, or, you know, some sort of show while I could watch on the tablet on the treadmill. And I'd only watch it when I'm on the treadmill, you know? So if I wanted to watch another episode, I got to get off my buff button, you know, start walking. And, um, but I found too, you know, and I think something that we're kind of, uh, kind of dancing around is uh a sense of community also Mm. helps yeah you know and that's what you're that's what you're building you're building a community um with your youtube and you're getting all this feedback from that community and when you're part of a community of all that positive reinforcement that helps too and so my wife and i we were positively reinforcing each other you know uh so it was helping us last year get to that that phase and uh, she lost way more than I did, and I'm so happy for her, but I was always there helping her, supporting her, uh, helping her with the meal prep, doing that kind of thing, and, and I think that's another thing you've done with this YouTube channel and your Facebook group uh, is is create that
3: community for people to join. Yeah, no, 100%, and that's the most important thing. When I released today a uh, Commander Wolf mission, and the caption below it was the wolf travels fast, but the pack travels far. And that's something that I heard maybe five years ago when I was just trying to lone wolf everything. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, you can make a lot of progress trying to get a podcast up and you do all this stuff, but like, you're going to need a community to listen to interview if you want to go the distance, right? Kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys were talking about, uh, almost hitting two years or hitting two years. And, you know, I think the best thing you can do is get around other people who are either prioritizing it or a little bit further ahead of you and you're Mm -hmm. just going to you know almost like if you were a padawan and you only hung out with jedi masters like you'd probably be stronger with the force after Mm a couple years
2: yeah. And, and you're right from the podcasting perspective, that's exactly what we've done. I, I network a lot on Twitter, especially, you know, we have, uh, you get, I heard of you because you were on rule of the galaxy and we're good friends with Joe and the crew over there, you know, and they are kind of, it's kind of like that they're further ahead than we are. And, you know, we've really, uh, I've learned a lot from them. Um, and then. Uh, we've got other podcasts that we network all, with all the time. And then I'm passing on what I learned to newcomers. So if I see a new podcast, jump up on the radar, um, you know, especially in the Twitter space, I'll befriend them and say, Hey, how's it going? And, 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 you know, we, we, uh, share tips and tricks and, and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah. That's cool. I love that.
2: Yeah. Um, what was the, so community, we talked about community. What was the other thing? Um,
3: one one other thing I'll, I'll give you with community you guys are in michigan right yep so yep. one of uh I actually took a, an initiative on this today i've been nervous to do this but one of the things i really want to do is go to these comic cons set up a booth and i'm going to just start asking them like hey when the stage is open can i do like a 15 minute clone trooper led workout for everyone that's in awesome. their cosplays and like that's that was assigned to me and this is maybe specific to me, but I think it could apply to other people where like, find the thing that you would do if no one paid you. And me going, I like, I love sports, but like, it actually kind of like pulls, it's a pull in my leg to get me to go to a Mariners game. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to, but if someone's like, Hey, do you want to go to the Washington state, you know, expo? I'm like, sure, let's gear up (laughs) and like roll out. So anyway, the, The idea of like community and being able to go and meet people, I was like, man, the thing I'm most excited about is probably going to like a convention and interacting with people. And Mm -hmm. of all the different industries I could be in and all the different things community wise, that one felt the most aligned. And so I was like, oh, that's probably like an area I should go check out. And this was, you know, kind of a thought process I was having two or three months ago when I was trying to choose a path. And it's like, Just future pace be like, all right, put yourself there. Which one are you having more fun in? And I was like, How fun would it be to have a hundred people in random cosplay doing bodyweight squats yelling for the republic while we (laughs) you know have duel of the fates playing. I mean, I can't think of anything else I would want to do.
1: That's awesome. Okay. I C C yes twenty twenty four I need to see this. I went to a
3: wedding that weekend, so I went to twenty twenty two. I was gonna try and reach out and get a booth for 2023, but I was at a wedding in, in Laguna this year. So mm-hmm. 2024, hopefully by then, people are like, "Bring Paul," because we when you did our yoga well, with Yoda,
2: I, I know Mike would support that. He would definitely, he, he would love that concept. And at the new venue that he's at, there's the space for it without a doubt. Yeah, um, whether whether it's in the theater, whether it's in the um, There's an outdoor pavilion where there were bands playing over by the food trucks there's uh there was a ton of space at that new venue he's got rolling for iccc and um yeah i bet you he'd love that oh Oh,
1: that would that would be awesome yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm as i I meet people i'm
3: trying to just figure out like hey what you know conventions are you going to what would be a good one to to meet up with um and you know whether it's just talking and hanging out or doing (laughs) <laughs> workouts with our lightsabers <laughs> like sweet. Just don't hit the right. person next to you.
2: Mhm.
1: Mhm. Um, well, I will, I will bring the lightsaber with me then.
3: Yeah. yeah. That that's the
2: main convention we go to. For Michigan ones will will skip around to a couple of the little city ones in the state, but um they're not, you know, nothing nothing really compares to to ICCC, um or, you know, something massive like Celebration, of course, if that's a whole nother Yeah. That's a whole nother, a whole another scale right there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I noticed that uh, too. With if, if I'm on a steady routine uh, with the fitness and the eating, I'm I'm just a happier person, and my mental focus sharpens. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that if one's out of sync, the other is going to be in terms of the mind and the body connection. Um, uh, so yeah. So if I'm if I'm skipping the gym for a week my mental fatigue starts, you know, and vice versa. Just you know, those days when you're like, I don't wanna go to the gym, I don't wanna go to the gym, I don't wanna go to the gym. But then as I'm walking out of the gym, I feel good.
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that this might be a little controversial, but I was you know, on I was making around Andor I was making a lot of kind of reaction videos and I was just scrolling through the feed and I was just like, Man, like, I don't wanna do this where it was just kind of negative. You know what I mean? And we all know the the channels where it's like, Kathleen Kennedy gets in a car accident. You heard it here first. Is she leaving Lucasfilm? And I'm like, listen, <laughs> right, you know, right. are there shows and movies I like more than others? Absolutely. But I just was like, man, I really don't want to be someone that is just spewing either like negativity or stuff that just, I don't know, it just kind of brings me down. I don't wanna be like a complainer for lack of a better Mm -hmm. term. And so Mm -hmm. that was when I was just like, you know what? And actually this did happen. I lost, not the end of the world by any means, but I lost probably like 200 subscribers the day I released the Train Like a Trooper. And people were like, what is this? I didn't sign up for this. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't care. Cause this is so much more enjoyable to create than complain about the sequels for the 200th time. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Yeah, somebody, you know, it was
2: going the rounds just a couple of days ago where the head Headlands, uh, the showrunner for Alkalite had some interview she did on a podcast like back in 18 or something, and she made some comment about... It basically, you know, it takes a village to, to produce a, a content. It's not just one person. And she used the word misogynistic and in terms of Lucas and all that, and it just started going around and around and that's all people were talking about. And I was like, you know, so what, are we really going to talk about this? Let's just start talking about bricks and screws again too. I mean, yeah, It's just, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, it was just like, uh, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the negativity. I'm tired of the let's, let's, Okay, she made some uh, probably controversial statement five, five years ago or something. Who cares? You know what? Let's just wait to see what the acolyte is when it comes out. Then we'll yeah. judge it for what it is. It, it, you know, big deal. We yeah. all say th- And we all say things before we become prominent because we'd like to say edgy things. That's what we do growing up, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, I fully see what you're saying. I, I, I agree with you on, on that 100%.
3: I heard someone on a podcast say this, and this is kind of just getting into, you know, whether it's sequels or Disney era and all this, uh, someone basically just gave the perspective, and I've I've loved this ever since, so I wanna share it, where he's like, nothing can destroy 1977 A New Hope. You can't, like, Disney can, you know, pull it off of Disney Plus, but you can't, you know, erase that it happened and the magic right. of, like, that movie in that moment. They can't go in and edit it, and all of a sudden Luke, you know, crashes into the Death Star, and the run <laughs> doesn't happen. And, right. you know, it's because a fluffy, furry teddy bear blew up the, teddy- the Death Star instead. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. So the way I kind of look at it now is just, like, the Sistine Chapel exists in, you know, the original trilogy. And the Statue of David, if you like the prequels, is also over here. And it's, like, everything else just adds a little bit of flavor <coughs> or color or texture or context to that original piece and if great. you like the context great now we know what the inside of the slave one looks like was book of boba fett the best show of all time probably not but now i know a little bit more about the slave one which everyone is blown mm-hmm. away by in the empire strikes back and so now mm-hmm. that scene when he's you know loading han into the the ship on on it's like oh, wow. Bin. Like I've been inside of that now, you know. And right, so, right. Like that's what I take away from the book of Boba Fett, the speeder bike mm-hmm. gang, and <laughs> the. <weird laughs> like,
1: there it is. I was waiting for somebody to bring it up. Nice,
3: <laughs> great. But then I also, you know, like to remind people too, like the Emperor had his finest legion on the moon of Endor, and they were defeated by teddy bears. So like, how fine <laughs> right. of a legion was it? You know. <laughs> and so, right. I think. The, the way I always kind of look at it is like you got to look at Star Wars through the lens of a kid because you probably mm-hmm. fell in love with Star Wars when you were a kid and yeah. you had that sense of awe and anything mm-hmm. was possible. But if you go and right. look at Star Wars as like an Excel spreadsheet, you're not going to have fun. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And, very well
2: put. And you're absolutely right. And that's why it goes back to, you know, uh, we always like to ask people, what does Star Wars mean to you? and you know for me it just it's fun it it just means fun and that's what it's supposed to be because when i was six years old watching uh empire strikes back in the theater on the big screen it just was fun and it was magical like you said through the eyes of a kid and um yeah yeah and we all get caught up in the minutia Uh, we all get caught up in the you know because as we age we want things we want our stories that we fell in love with to age with us and we want you know because our lives become more gritty and gray and 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 complex we want the stories that we grew up with to age with us and come that way too and i think that's kind of what uh uh impacted the sequels with older fans you know we wanted we didn't want to reboot we wanted a, a more complex story if you're going to call it a skywalker saga we wanted it to age with us yeah um but i but i at the same time i can see where lucasfilm and disney would want to they want to bring in that younger generation. So they're going to want to put out a product that's going to be magical. Uh, DB who's not on the show with us tonight has a daughter and she is a sequel kid. She's in love with Ray. They, they're a Ray household. um, You know, and I, I love that. I love that. She has that magical experience Uh, It impacted her much greater than it did us. And we're happy about that. We have no problem with that. It's not our thing. It's her thing. And that's great. Yeah. Couldn't be happier. So, yeah, and I, um, I at the
3: same time I do totally get the frustration, and I do have to catch myself not being this black Labrador eternally optimistic guy, and have like mm-hmm. a little bit of <laughs> criticalness. Uh, yeah, but I yeah. just think don't let it like let you lose sleep, and at some point you got to just be like, all right, I can't control it too. Right. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's why when the Headland thing was going around on Twitter a couple days ago, I was like, who cares? Just whatever. Get over it. You know, we'll see what we get with the accolade. And we'll, we'll probably enjoy parts and we'll probably have, you know, a mod speeder bike portion of it as well, you know, that we don't like. So
3: yeah. There, and you, there was something you said earlier in the podcast that was really interesting, uh, just around how, you know, when you were 1920, twenty, was like, all right, put your toys away. Stop doing this. Right. But we didn't have the internet and there was no way of being like, oh wait, there's like more of you than there Uh are of like these guys over here. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, for as many negatives as the internet has, the algorithm is really good at bringing you what you like. So if I watch a video of some Black Series action figures, I'm going to get some more of that, and I'm like, cool, I like that. Yeah. But to that point of, you know, the the sequels, I almost wonder if like they're also a little bit of a victim of the the you know the the loudest content on social media is always going to be the angriest, and I'm not to say that people weren't just like upset even if there wasn't social media, but I wonder what it would have sounded like if social media was big in the prequel area era, or yeah, even in yeah. the original trilogy with certain things, because yeah internet just amplifies what exists, and it's always going to go towards the negative because that will drive more views and clicks.
2: Yeah, and there was some of that with the prequels because the internet was in its early stages, and there were some you know chat rooms and stuff and. Uh, I wasn't part of it because my kids were little and I just I love the prequels because my kids were getting introduced to it and it was Star Wars it was more Star Wars it was new Star Wars you know Scruffy avoided any information about the Phantom Menace before it came out so he could walk into it with an open mind and and we're prequel fans but I I never saw hatred yeah did it have its flaws sure of course it did it's Star Wars it's going to um but you know it's 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 not shakespeare in the park you know we know that and uh, yeah.
1: so there, but... there there was a lot of hatred in the uh, in the chat rooms i did i did spend a little time in the chat rooms just seeing what other fans thought of it yeah and, oh yeah it... and th-
3: which is so funny and i i told, like i can watch it now and be like gosh jar jar is brutal and man this dialogue <laughs> between anakin and padme is brutal right. right but then the other part of me is like man star wars war you get this like Clone Wars. Like this is the height of the wars, as mm-hmm. opposed to like a guerrilla kind of based operation. And I, th- I feel mm-hmm. like I've seen this somewhere. But George basically was like, "Yeah, this is what I wanted to create. I just didn't have the budget and you know the the bandwidth the to, be able to do this and the technology." So I'm like, "This is kind of right. like what he wanted to do." And now we get to see mm-hmm. more Jedi, and more ships, mm-hmm. and more species, mm-hmm. and crazier mm-hmm. Sith. So. That's kind of where I come from the prequels, but I also, again, can totally see how people would have been like, "Yeah, this is what you gave us after yeah. 30 years." <laughs>
1: yeah, the best and can and do with 30 years. And
2: the 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 difference is, you know, I didn't have to. I wasn't in chat rooms back then. Scruffy w- would was in them a little bit, but it wasn't as immersive as it is today. I mean, because with your phone, you're you're online all the time and you're always immersed and you can, how many people probably have alerts set on their phones so that every time there's a new Twitter post or a new Facebook or a new, you know, so it's constantly feeding them. Whereas even back when the prequels came out, you didn't have that constant deluge of, of, um, you know, you didn't have the alert every time the chat room got a new comment, you know? So it was easier to step away from it. Um, you know, and I wasn't even in that world at all. Cause I was focused on my family at the time and just loved that we had new star Wars stuff, new toys, new everything that yeah. I could buy my kids. And you know, my son, my six year old was running, five year old was running around like Darth Vader all the time. So, uh, you know, it was awesome. It was an awesome yeah. time. So we loved it, but yeah, you're right. I, I think what today's, they're getting the best and the worst of it, you know, because there is just so much social media, um, and the squeaky wheel always gets the grease, so they're going to be the ones that get the most attention. Because then you're going to get the people that are self-righteous about the hate, and they're just going to amplify it even more, as opposed to just uh, doing what we were all taught when we were younger, which was you just walk away, just ignore yeah. it, and it'll it'll lose
1: steam. Yeah. So. Well, one of our one of the our favorite sayings is that nobody hates Star Wars more than a Star Wars fan. <laughs> oh,
3: if if that and, ain't uh, the truth.
1: Yep. Yep. And you know, you'll hear me, you'll hear me go on my little rants once in a while, but I mean, in spite of my rants, you know, I do, I do like the sequels. Um, I still watch them. I mean, not my favorite piece of Star Wars, but yeah, you know, hey, it brought in another generation, and as long as these generations keep getting brought in, it'll continue to flourish, and I can enjoy it well into my seventies or eighties, hopefully. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. have you guys
3: been to Galaxy's Edge?
1: No. No, no, I have not
3: okay. been there yet. So, like, that's one of those things where I'm like, that wouldn't exist if the sequels didn't exist. But if you go there, you cry, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this exists. And so you're just like, oh, man, my focus determines my reality. Dang it, Qui-Gon. Right. You freaking <laughs> wise Jedi Master, you.
2: Yep. Yeah, and, and you're right. We get a little dose of... We get new stuff. Look at Star Wars uh, or Jedi Tales, you know? Speaking of Qui-Gon, we got those extra stories of younger Qui-Gon, younger Dooku. That yeah. were great. I mean, it was super
3: awesome. I thought that was D- so cool. I'm surprised yeah. it didn't oh. get more attention. Mm-hmm. I guess it was being Absolutely released loved the same time as... What was it being released the same time as? Andor or Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah, so it was Andor. Being, yeah. Yeah, um, you know that was fantastic too. But it was just like it's those. It's again like the Clone Wars is this is this big painting, and then, mm-hmm. then we get this little accent piece that just adds mm-hmm. context to Ahsoka surviving Order sixty six. Oh yeah, like, yep, wow. yep. The That's training cool.
2: scene. Yeah, that was awesome. And it was just yeah, and um, what and little things from from uh, you know now we're starting to see that evolution of Empire. Uh, to New Republic and we're getting to see where you know the New Republic what do we get out of um, Mando you know the one what was that the Dr. Pershing episode you know where we get to see how the New Republic's not all it's cracked up to be you know they're going through growing pains you know again just that little extra color that little extra
3: um, dose of of a fill-in yeah for both you guys Let's say you're a writer, a director, and you get greenlit for whatever you want to hit the big screen. Like, what are you writing and directing a film about?
1: I want to see something uh, uh, like Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. The, the old, old Republic.
3: Yep. Which new- is
1: why, which is where I was hoping they were going to go with the new. When they when they released that, there was going to be a, what was it? Seven, eight, nine. I right. was hoping that that's what they were going to do, but you know if we got the sequels that's fine.
3: Yeah, some Revan and Bastila action. Yep, there you go. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what
1: I would love to see.
2: Um, I would go, you know, either back to that air time period, or I would go if you're going to stay more in the current time area, just go into a different corner of the galaxy that hasn't been explored. And yeah. I think we've, I think we've seen with Andor, Mando. Um, in *Book of Boba Fett*, it doesn't always have to have a Jedi. Yeah, you know, um, or you know, there was always that intrigue about the Night Sisters. Exactly, their their relation to the Force. So there could be other species that tap the Force completely differently, and you could introduce a whole new order somewhere off outside of the reach of the whole republic empire in a different corner of the galaxy that manipulates the force differently if you want to keep that whole feel you know going to the universe but yeah something different
3: yeah you know yeah what about you uh the first answer that comes to mind is like a band of brothers clone wars style show Mm -hmm. live action Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i want to i want to be in that raise my hand <laughs> yeah, if just, anyone yeah. disney's listening i'm just kidding um, but seriously the another one that i, I and you you bring up a good point is 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 the it's a galaxy far far away are there other galaxies right you have the yuzan vong where are they coming mm-hmm. from you have mm-hmm. you know the chiss home world and everything yep. that i'm just like what if there's uh, like I, I just finished a Karen Travis book. I forget what it was called. It was just like a little Clone Wars tale book. But Anakin runs into these other Jedi that have their own different order, and they're all about attachment. And everyone's getting married and loving and hugging and kissing and all that stuff. And I'm just like, Knight sisters, Jedi. Like, what does the Force look like that's not in this specific lens?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: And I love the band of brothers idea.
2: I, that's that's what I loved about Clone Wars. My favorite stories were all just the clone stories. Yeah, you know, I mean, granted, yeah, and then the later seasons for Ahsoka when she really comes in that whole Ahsoka Rex relationship. But, uh, yeah, just the whole band of brothers feel. I, I that's what I love about Clone Wars. The the simple man's journey. You know, the old old
3: Republic. I'm shocked though that Disney hasn't done Old Republic because of how well received all of the MMO kind of like preview trailer videos are. Like every comment is, "Why isn't this a movie? Why isn't this Mm -hmm. a movie?" And it's like three minutes of just greatness. Yeah. Uh,
2: Well, you know they they supposedly Mangold Mangold is it Mangold 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 yeah. That supposedly his movie is going to be twenty thousand years previous or twenty five thousand years previous to the Skywalker era, so um,
1: so hopefully we may we may be getting it. Yeah, yeah. and I am surprised, that, and it was one of the reasons why I was surprised that they, you know, we got the Book of Boba Mandalorian, and not something like the Old Republic because it's so well received. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the other hand, I'm also glad to be seeing. Of Boba Fett it fills in those holes. It answers questions that we always had.
3: Yeah, yeah, and like it's
1: a, yeah,
2: it's a cool timeline too because it's post Jedi. It's not what's going on between the prequels and the OT, you know. So it was, it's a familiar era, but a new era, which is which is always fun.
3: Yeah, it's going to be crazy in like twenty years how much content there is.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I know. I looked it up uh, a couple days ago. I think it was on. Because my fantasy was to just take a couple weeks off and just sit here and watch everything from beginning to end. And I realized that the time for me to do that is long gone because I think it's like eight days now or something stupid (laughs) like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's never going to happen now.
3: Well, there's a bigger and bigger barrier to entry for new Star Wars fans, I feel like. Which is actually. I was listening to something, they were talking about how this show Picard was, the Star Trek stuff, and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'd kind of like to watch that, but I'm like, I'm going to go in so blind, and I know there's so much Star Trek, and then I was like, wow, imagine what it's like to say, oh, who's Ahsoka? And you're like, oh, (laughs) let me tell you. You need to watch (laughs) this series. You need to watch that series. There's Mm -hmm. a couple scenes in that series, and Mm -hmm. she's a big deal because she used to be the Padawan of this guy, and he's kind of the dad of this guy. And anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. you should watch the
1: show. <laughs> yes, like, I just had that conversation with somebody a couple a couple weeks ago, about yeah, about four weeks ago now, a month ago. That yeah. And it's hard to explain to them,
2: where do you jump in
1: now. Yeah,
2: that's that's why I wonder with the new Ahsoka show how much of it is going to be flashbacks because there's going to be a lot of people that have not watched any of the animation because it's
1: cartoon. cartoons.
2: Cartoons, yeah. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. And I've thought about that too. It boggles my mind sometimes just how much content and with new people coming in. Yeah. Where do you start? I mean, we were scruffy and I were lucky because we were there at the beginning. So we got the introduction and we've been able to follow it, you know, in a linear fashion. Um, despite the era, we've been able to follow it in linear fashion from when there was no Star Wars to now. Um, but just, just come up in a world where Star Wars has just always been a thing. I don't know, and I think that also adds to the discourse because, you know, we've talked to people. Duel the Ranks are some friends of ours. We've had some great discussions with them, and you know, their prequel kids. Their, uh, I think one of them came in during the sequels, and just their perspectives of what they expect out of Star Wars is different because it's just always been it's a pre-existing universe. Yeah. Um. So yeah.
1: And then I talked to some of the other fans who are big into reading Mm -hmm. oh yeah and you throw that piece in there (laughs) yes wow and they're pulling out facts and i'm like okay yeah uh, yeah i I consider myself to be a pretty big nerd until i talk to some of them and i'm like okay not even in that league yeah Mm -hmm.
3: i'm going through a bunch of series of books like i'm chomping through the republic commando series chomping through the thron and like kind of listening to and reading at the same time it's just a lot Mm mm-hmm and they're like four hundred mm. pages each. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: I did blow through all the new Zahn stuff. I liked it. It was good because I was I read the original Thrawn stuff and loved it. And um, was, he so I, Zahn...
3: was he at Was he at this year? No. Okay. No,
1: he was not. But he was uh, when we talked to him last year, he made indicated this was pretty much that was pretty much gonna be his last public appearance. Yeah, or con. He, I've I've seen con, him con for the most part. I've
2: seen on social where he's been at a couple of different cons since then, but not a yeah, lot. Yeah, I was ho- I was not hoping
1: that he wasn't going to completely disappear. Yeah, really was... nice guy to talk to. Oh, super nice he, guy. We loved
2: it. Yeah, he was super nice, and he was just right out in the open. You didn't have to wait in line or anything. Yeah, he was just he was right just here. there. Yeah, that was that was super cool.
3: I bet um, he will. He'll 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 come out more because everyone's going to be like, oh, who's Thrawn and there's going to be so much demand for him to add mm-hmm. context. I think so. Yeah. And
2: well, and there's so much potential now that the, with the six books that he's written, that's actually Canon, there is so much more they can dive into. Like you mentioned, going into the Chiss ascendancy, you know, there's so much there alone. That's a whole nother sphere of space with its own storylines and political issues. Yeah. And, uh, those three books, I, I read those three books and I was like, my mind felt like stuff was bleeding out my ears because it was just so much to take in. Did it feel,
3: um, when you were reading them, and maybe this is just where my mind's at, It I uh, feel like I'm almost listening to a Star Wars version of Top Gun, where there's like this unique guy that always goes against the grain, but he's still better than everyone, and it's still a little bit different because... In top gun he doesn't really rank up he stays a captain forever <laughs> right right yeah it's cool it's i think it's really cool same thing happens in video games it's really cool when someone is just like different and better and mm-hmm. you're just like wait he actually can escape from the situation because he can do calculations in like two seconds and he's an excellent strategist and he can read the art and know what their tactics are going to be and it just right. gives you this air of like whoa like no one can do that but thrawn can Yep, and without the force. Yeah,
2: which was a, a whole big appeal. That like when the original books came out, we're like, it was the first decent bad guy since Vader. You know, when those original books came out, and 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 and, uh, and for us too, um, he he has the the hints of Rommel. Uh, from World War Two, you know, and for mm-hmm. us, because because we're closer to World War Two and the, all the history and everything, we grew up studying that in depth a lot more um, back then. You know, Rommel was an imposing figure. We understood that relationship. And, yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, that was kind of like the Star Wars version of Rommel uh, to us. And, yeah. Um, but fun. yeah, no, I'm... Yeah, there's just so much to explore. And then comics and then... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous how much there yeah, is. Yeah,
1: there's a can of worms I never should have opened. <laughs> yeah. And they just pile up in the, on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Yep,
3: oh
1: yeah, no, they're... They're, 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 they're in my way right now. I can't get my feet underneath my desk because uh, the cases that are under there, are full of comics that I haven't read yet. Oh, funny. Because I can't dive into issue number 20. I have to dive into issue number one, so I got to go find the other 19 so I can read one through 40 and get caught up. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. That's logical.
1: Yep. But I can quit you, at any time.
3: Right. And then
2: you've got <laughs> high Republic, high Republic on top of that. And then that's a whole thing. And it, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. There's just so much to do now. It's, but it's fun. It's still
3: fun. It's fun. It's still good. Bring it back. That yeah. we're just having fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Um, Well, cool. Any other questions? Did you have, Scruffy, before we kind of wrap this up? I did not. All right. So, Paul, why don't you tell everybody, uh, your YouTube, your Facebook, let's let's get you some more followers. Yeah, totally. So,
3: the Trooper Transmission on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, Triple T, and then the Facebook group is Fit for the Republic. So just how it sounds just type that in or if you go to the youtube that will be kind of like up in the top right corner join fit for the republic and yeah just every day posting workouts posting inspiration sometimes i feel like i get to be creative and i'll grab like a scene from the original trilogy and i'll change the words in the captions to have it be like like i did one with leia where leia's like i could never have the genetics that you have and he's like you're wrong leia you have them too. (laughs) I'm just like, this is funny. That's awesome. I try and mix a bit of like inspiration, fun, funny, and then also like helpful is uh, just kind of the angle there. And then, uh, yeah, goal is to get the art trooper stuff done by the end of this month and then go into Jedi series. And I've got a couple cool things cooking to hopefully get the ability to really make it like an immersive world i'm trying to figure out how to beat anakin in a timeline that i've created in my head where it's after the clone wars so how is he in there and what i'm thinking is the viewer is watching the holocron trainings of anakin teaching ahsoka kind of like in rubble oh there you go so yeah. it'll have like an intro where it's like oh you guys should have seen my master he was amazing and then boom that'll be training you to be the padawan just like ahsoka was that's awesome that's awesome all right just signed up for the facebook page bam nice there
2: you go and listeners you need to do the same thing absolutely without a doubt um scruff before we sign off did you add anything really quick
1: uh you mean besides the uh, giant uh, balance on my credit card no yeah <laughs> i did
2: not all right i didn't add anything either so i think with that we're gonna wrap
3: up here um yeah guys collection real quick is this yeah absolutely oh um i don't don't think i've added anything recently but uh, my collection's off here i don't have everything behind me but i got a uh a couple weeks ago i got a comic book i think it was a comic book it was like a star wars insider
1: Uh, I have issues one through 75 or something like That's that. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, okay. So I don't know. What, yeah. This is 84 and I was, yeah, that
1: looks cool. I was doing
3: some research for a video and it referenced this one. And I was like, I don't want to just read Wikipedia. Like I want to read it from the source. And so I was yeah, like going through it and there's all these arc troopers that I've never even heard of. And I was like, wait, this is cool. So think a little
1: bit yeah, I love reading those magazines that, it's just there there's just full of awesome information i've i found out today there is a wiki because
2: we've got wikipedia but there's a wiki strictly just for clones mm, yeah that, the clone wiki yeah clone Had wiki time in that wow. i was yeah i could not believe how many because
1: okay. yeah you have officially lost me <laughs> um clone wiki
2: yeah, it was it was impressive. Who who outside of the major, you know, your Rexes, your Cody's, um, who's kind of your favorite niche clone,
3: would yeah. you say? I don't know if he would be niche, but I've always loved Jesse. Just the the helmet being mm-hmm. with the insignia on it the tattoo and I love that he was there maybe not from the beginning beginning, but he was, you know, a phase one all the way to the final scene. And mm-hmm. I always say that his death and how the camera pans and finishes on his logo or the Mm -hmm. Republic logo is like this is the death of the Republic. Mm -hmm. And so I always kind of took his character as kind of basically just like symbolic and also just cool and fun. Uh, If I wanted to go really niche, now I got to look at some of the the people on, on my shelves and see if there's anyone that sticks out. But, you know, I just love how there's so many little units and they all have special armor and they all like they're all clones but they have different stories and and listening and reading the Republic Commando ones I think the thing that is really interesting is just the idea that they're all fighting but for what and the the lack of humanity and this was something that totally blew over my head when I was watching the Clone Wars and even just in the last three months I've been like wait that was kind of mean to subjugate <laughs> like millions of people and say fight mm-hmm. for us and die and we're not gonna have any medical attention for you if you get even slightly injured and then when right. we're done we're getting rid of you see ya good soldiers follow orders i think the bad batch probably uncovered that a little bit too mm-hmm. but yeah so jesse can probably be my my guy very cool very cool um That's so-
1: yeah. All right. Well, um, so, so- I, did, I did start digging through the collection and I started finding these clones uh, like Oddball. Yeah. And all these different clones with different names. I'm like, oh my word, what did I start? Yeah. Wait
2: till you dive into that wiki. You're, you're going to, it's going to blow your mind, Scruff. That was, mm-hmm. I was scrolling
3: through it earlier. A lot of my workouts are inspired by the, the, the designations that they have. So if, mm-hmm. you know, Fives, I'm gonna go film this one right now. Fives is obviously five, 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 five. And so I'm like, oh, what would a workout for fives be? It's probably five barbell rows, five barbell presses, five barbell squats, and it's five sets of five. (laughs) five (laughs) And then I'm like, all right, cool. This is the fives workout. And so it's, I get a lot of inspiration from those like random numbers or like, Hmm. uh, you know, I did like a Captain Gregor one or order 66. Is just like six exercises of six rounds. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here's your workout. (laughs) Go execute the Jedi. (laughs) Nice. Awesome. That's cool. Cool. Well,
2: thank you, sir, for coming on. We've thank appreciated you. this, and you know, if you're when you're getting ready to launch the Jedi One, you're welcome to come on back on, and you know, we'll, absolutely, yeah, we'll love to have you have you back on and talk about it. Um, as we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode, all of our guests become honorary members of Brown Squadron, so uh, you are gonna uh, get a flight designation and a call sign, so you are now Brown Twenty Seven. All, right. all right, and yep. um i was gonna go with brick as your call sign um but if you'd like jesse i can do that instead but uh i was thinking brick just because he's he was one of the trainers you know um i forget sentinel species or something yeah um, let's go with brick i like all it. all right brick it is nice Brick, that's cool yeah so welcome to the squad And, um, yeah, everybody check out, check out at the Facebook, join the Facebook, uh, check out the videos, um, start with the, uh, the cadet course and yeah, move on up there and see where you can get to. So, um, any final thoughts from anybody before we sign off? I will be starting cadet course tomorrow (laughs) for the Republic for For the the Republic. Republic. <laughs> All right, uh, this is Brown Leader signing off, and you have been listening to the Hyperspace Heroes. That's no, That's moon. no moon.
3: That's a space station.
4: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: Hyperspace Heroes Podcast can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and most other podcast services. If we are not on your service of choice, let us know. To leave your 5-star review, just click on the review button on your podcast service of choice and praise us to the maximum character limit available.
4: To
0: contact the show to comment, ask a question, suggest a conversation topic, or just to tell us how handsome we are, you can send us a DM on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You can also email us at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Star Wars, its characters, shows, movies, books, (sighs) etc., you get it, are properties of Lucasfilm and Disney. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast has no affiliation with Lucasfilm and Disney, although we would very much
4: like to...
0: Hyperspace Heroes podcast comments and opinions are ours alone, and the show is for entertainment purposes only. This
4: is so we cannot be held liable
0: when we say something
4: dumb.
0: If you're still listening at this point, we would like to say thank you for joining us on this exposition into a galaxy far, far away, and we appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you'll share the show with other fans, And that you'll tune in again for the next
4: episode.
0: Hyperspace Heroes Podcast The Legend
4: of Brown Squadron that's no moon sorry he burped